0: This is what the future of the NFL is looking like right here. Now they're not making a lot of Matt Rule, Joe Brady, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy combos, but these four coaches have got it cooking and the quarterbacks have got it cooking all in different ways. Obviously, one's the, the head honcho right now and Patrick Mahomes, although he seems to be an MVP afterthought. And you've got these two young guns that are changing, you know, the position's changing and the, this is a symptom of that change guys like Tua and Kyler, the position's changing. Mm-hmm. Happiest of Monday mornings to you. I hope you're doing great. I really, 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 really do. I'm currently watching the Saints go up 37-nothing against the Bucks. (laughs) Who I took. I took them. I needed, I needed, I needed. It's 1049 at night, okay? It's been a long day. Here's what we got on the show. Stanford Steve and Sunday Awards. Okay. I needed a win. I needed a win and the Bucks broke my back. Chris Long is out with a broken back. Tell DraftKings. Chris Long. How many months to start next season? Like nine? Chris Long's out nine months with a broken back. Thank you, Bucks, for nipping that in the butt. Thirty eight nothing. Taysom Hill is the fucking quarterback like for half the plays. Every time I look up, I've been recording this pod. Taysom Hill's playing quarterback. Some guy I've never heard of is running around with the ball and no red jerseys around him, perpetually. Drew Brees like dumping some ball off. Somebody's wide open. Sean Payton is a is a wizard. And I suppose the Saints are healthy. Not gonna lie, I have written them off um, a couple times this year. I do think the Quan Alexander thing is going to help them. I do. Um, I don't know what, what to make of this game with the Bucks. Uh, I'd have to watch it, like without like recording a podcast and it being on the other room. Whoo! Ugly, really ugly. Alex Trebek passed away today. That was. Um, That sucked man, that guy, I mean like, is there anybody more universally loved than Alex Trebek? In times like these, like the irony of Alex Trebek dying this weekend was that nobody can agree on anything and nobody's getting along. I'm pretty sure everybody loves Alex Trebek. That show, you don't even have to be smart to like that show. You would just sit there and watch it for hours hoping you you would magically become smart like you'd start just knowing the answers to stuff and you just never would although I, I was streaky i would get a few and there was a really special moment where uh i think we were a jeopardy answer it was m- maybe a couple of us from the eagles but like we made it we were, we made jeopardy and uh and i thought that was cool man just seemed like a really classy guy He'll always be synonymous with really soothing TV, man. And that's no bullshit. You could turn on Jeopardy and just relax. He will be missed. Everybody loves Alex Trebek. God rest his soul, man. So I do have, uh, I do have one shout out, and that is uh, John Fossil. Shout out to John Fossil, my former special teams coordinator in St. Louis, one of the best coaches I've ever had. Uh, One of the lone bright spots in my estimation when you look at the outlook of the Dallas Cowboys. He is a really, really good coach. And I think one day he's a head coach. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what makes people head coaches or not, but if being like, and maybe I'm being unfair or jumping in conclusions here, his leadership, of like special teams dudes, I've never seen anything like it. You know when you walk, well you don't know, but when you walk into a meeting room and you just tell everybody's bought in and there's like a lot of trust in that room, hes he's got that effect and uh, guys play hard for him. And today, he also likes tricks. There's actually an inadvertent mention of uh, his, his dirty work uh, later on in this uh, podcast talking to Macon about Johnny Hecker converting fake punts in St. Louis, the guy always had up something up his sleeve. He scared the shit out of the entire league. And I guess he still does. I mean, he had, you know, two huge plays today uh, that came on special teams from his Dallas Cowboys unit. Um, and kind of kept them in the game. So shout out to uh, Coach Foss, we called him Bones. I think it's because he's skinny. Tom Brady's getting sacked again, just throwing the ball in the air, getting hit. I knew this game was a fucking wrap, the first play when he got hit by Cam Jordan, like the first play, and then the next play, next play it's like he's getting hit again, he's getting hit again, and Sean Payton's first 15, that's like the script, like to start the game, was impeccable. And it was raining, it was raining. Drew Brees in the rain? I don't even know if there's a real trend there, but everybody knows Drew Brees isn't good in the rain until I Google it and he's probably actually pretty good in the rain. Fuck this game, man. So first, I've got Stanford Steve joining us. Uh, We are gonna talk about two really fun games. Dolphins Cardinals and uh, Chiefs Panthers. This is what the future of the NFL is looking like. Right here, now they're not making a lot of Matt Rule, Joe Brady, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy combos, but these four coaches have got it cooking. And the quarterbacks have got it cooking, all in different ways. Obviously there's one, one's the the head honcho right now and Patrick Mahomes, although he seems to be an MVP afterthought. Um, and you've got, these two young guns that are changing, you know, the position's changing and this is a symptom of that change. Guys like Tua and Kyler, the position's changing. And then Teddy, who might be one of the most likable quarterbacks in the history of the NFL and also proving that he's very capable with the right coach and the right system. Um, But Joe Brady, he's got it cooking. We'll also talk about the indie Baltimore matchup, which was interesting, if anything, I mean it was very boring. can something be boring and interesting, interesting in what we can glean from it and what played out on the field, but boring as hell, boring as hell wow and uh and then the uh the Hawks and the bills that will will we'll hit that game as well, which was. Thoroughly disappointing if you uh, you're looking forward to seeing Seattle make a run. Some stinkers from those guys the past few uh, few weeks. We'll see if they can rebound. Stanford Steve and I will hit all that, and then Macon and I will hit uh, Sunday Awards. And uh, that's all I got for you. You know, this is bad day at the office here. Thanks to the Bucks. Did Antonio Brown catch a ball today? Cowboy Reed says, thumbs up. Did he catch more than five balls today? Three for 31 on five targets. Boy, you know what's crazy, actually? Like, I'm imagining, since he's living in Tom's house right now, like, them getting home and him trying to talk to Tom at the kitchen counter, and he's like, not now, Antonio. Like, trying to cheer him up and shit. Do you mind if I have some of your avocado ice cream? Sure, have at it. Just, like, please stop asking me questions and trying to cheer me up. I fucking hate my life. We just lost, Tom Brady is gonna be next level mad. Later on in in the show, during awards, I'll be giving out, uh, as we usually do, best plane ride, worst plane ride. Maybe the worst plane ride, we should slide the, the bucks traveling to Carolina next week. You can't even crinkle your pretzels on that flight. Like your little pretzels they give you, which are the bomb, dude. Wash it down with some ginger ale on a flight. Like, don't even, don't even crinkle it. Like you're at the movies in the quietest part in the movie theater and you can't make any noise. Like don't make any noise on that flight. That's how tense that flight's gonna be the whole time. Whew, Tom's gonna have, Tom's gonna have him puckered up in that place. But I'm pretty sure Tom didn't play well today. So it's gonna be an interesting week in, uh, in old Tampa. Thought you hit rock bottom against the The Bears, geez Louise. And this team's in your division. Here's the thing about losing to a team in your division. You don't want to do it twice if you plan on seeing them in the playoffs. Like you don't want to lose twice to a team in the regular season. It's a bad sign. I know it sounds obvious, but from a psyche standpoint, like they might see these guys again. It's bad. Without further ado, Stanford Steve. This Sunday will truly be a Sunday like no other. With this weekend's major golf tournament along with both professional and collegiate football, there will be no shortage of action. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, wants to put you in the center of the action with so many different ways to make it rain. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now, because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate Sunday's action, DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. That's right. You bet, they cover with risk-free Sunday betting on all Sunday's action. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code GREENLIGHT when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is ensuring your Sunday bets up to $100. That's right, you bet, and they cover up to $100 when you use promo code GREENLIGHT during sign-up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania-only bonus comprises the first deposit bonus and first bet match. Each up to $500 deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. So in real time, it's 9.08 p.m., and uh, I think I killed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by betting a large sum of money on these guys. Okay. Steve, have you ever, yeah. have you ever been so bad you just were killing the teams that you decided to wager?
1: Uh, oh, Yeah. Yeah, 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 because then you feel like, you know, it's back, you know, for, I mean, for how many years it's been Tom Brady, hate to bring it up, but Tom Brady and Belichick, like, but then it felt like I, whenever I took the Patriots, when it was Brady and Belichick, they were given, all right, I'll lay the points with the Patriots and they would win and not cover. And it's just. You start keeping tabs on teams, Chris, and you start getting feelings, and you remember the the loss, just like when you were playing. You remember the losses a hell of a lot more than you remember the
0: wins. Well, I'm about to tell you something that might change your mind on that little bit of advice. I have them uh, on the money line, Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. All right, kiss of death here. Sorry, uh, Tom. I don't know if you listen to the pod, but it's my <laughs> fault. Whatever happens from here on, from 9:09 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on tonight, you were just a casualty of, uh, of just a violent day. There should be like a parental advisory on my little ticket today. Like you, okay. you just, or a marital advisory. Explicit lyrics. Explicit lyrics. Children shouldn't see it. My kids will never see it. I'm, a, I'm ashamed to talk to my parents tomorrow. Okay. Like I've got my tail tucked between my legs like a kid. It's terrible. I hate gambling, Steve. Hey, speaking of real football, yeah? Because I don't gamble anymore. Um, <laughs> let's start with the fun games today, man. There were a couple really fun games. Also, first off, if you were late into your chair today, like five minutes late, you missed seven touchdowns. It was like the scoring just oh yeah picked right up. Um, the two most fun games of the day probably were Dolphins-Cardinals and Kansas City-Carolina. I I know you have a... A big interest in one of them in particular. Your guy Tua is now two and zero in the NFL. First off, both teams can win their divisions, right? No doubt. And Brian Flores might be coach of the year.
1: I I know the Steelers are eight and zero. I know Mike Tomlin is as good of a coach as we've seen in the in the league in the last fifteen twenty years. But what Flores has done with with Miami, man, it was it was like uh, um. I, uh like i've never done it but like i my, if i ever went out for like a laser tag game and i didn't know what was going on <laughs> that's what it felt like those quarterbacks each of them we're dodging the first two series each. Like it felt like the Cardinals D came out with just haymaker blitzes all over and Tua survived them, got away with a, with a, uh, two bad groundings and Kyler on the same thing. Like there's one time, I know people added online, um, on, on, the, on, on, the on the bird, you know, where the dolphins had an exotic set up and Kyler, we couldn't tell if he checked to it, but they just ran quarterback wide zone against it down by the goal line. Yeah. And it's just like, not only are these guys dodging bullets, but they actually had a couple, you know, bullets in their gun for, if we did get an exotic in the red zone, this is what we're going to go to. And it's just, it shows you how thorough, I mean, I know people said Kingsbury's offense wasn't going to work in this league, but like, it just shows you the, the, the audacity that it has, man. Like, and I, I thought there was a huge, the, the fourth down at the end of the game where Kyler gave it up. I mean, he was money on fourth downs, running the ball. But I think, I mean, Tua made every throw. Kyler made every throw. Kyler obviously did more with his legs. Yeah. Uh, one fourth down, he made Van Noy look, look yeah. uh, like I've never seen Van Noy. Um, but the game had everything. And shout out to the Dolphins, man. They, they brought it. Um, Gonzalez with the kick at the end. It, uh, yeah, I mean, he says right there, I don't know what happened.
0: I don't know what um, happened either, though, but I don't know what happened on, uh, on, on as you mentioned, third and fourth down. I thought that was a really bad sequence for Cliff, yeah. just being real about it. If, yep. I, if I'm on defense in that situation, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, they're going to kick it because there's no way we're stopping them on fourth down. I mean, it's like having an extra man on fourth and short is, is what having Kyler Murray or one of these guys mm-hmm. is like. So I think, you know, what we mentioned, the, the divisions are wide open. You you might have a coach of the year. Uh, Dolphins, five of six, five of six, and Tua's two and zero. Can you believe the success of a lot of these young QBs? Before I get into like raving about Kyler and a losing effort and Tua in some big moments, like mm-hmm. can you believe with no prep time, no OTAs, no training camps, we had Herbert go toe to toe with the Chiefs with like five minutes to yep. get to get ready. You had Burrow, who's been great. Two is now two and zero. Oh. The Dallas kid. I don't even know his name. I watched the whole game with the, the Garrett Gilbert? Yeah. I mean yeah. the what is going on? Luton. Luton with the backdoor cover. How about the spin move on the goal line? Don't even remind me, dude, that fucking guy. <laughs> I respect him, but I hate him. <laughs> like these guys are just out of out of the woodwork, man. I mean, in the cards, they're very frustrating, but I'm starting to think it's more Miami creating their own look. Uh They almost spotted him two early action first or touchdowns in the first and second half. They were lucky it didn't become two. And Kyler, Kyler, besides that throw on third and one, which I'm sure he's like, well, I'm going to have another chance, right? It's going to be fourth and fucking inches. He probably wants that. He definitely wants that sack fumble back. I mean, he's staring Shaq Lawson in the face. Just hit your hot. Just hit your hot. And Ogba, I mean, he's a really good rusher, and I respect him. He's having a great year. I don't think I ever had a year like this but he's not winning a bunch of one-on-ones. They don't have anybody that they don't have anybody that scares me like as rushers. Even like when Van Noy gets numbers, they don't win rushes. It's just guys statistically coming yeah. free. Yes. Um, yes. And that's and that's Kyler, he had to know coming in like I feel pretty good about our chances if I don't just give him the ball in one of these situations. So that was the one thing. But man, starting with Tua. I mean, he was great. Early and then he was great late. I mean, the throw to Williams, tied at fourteen, right between two dudes, was, was oh. a pro throw. You just know really fast that he's going to be a guy. And then fast forwarding to late in the game, his first chance to be a hero is that drive was amazing, dude. It starts. Yes. It's his first chance trailing in the fourth quarter as an NFL quarterback, and he goes five of five for fifty-three yards on the drive. Is ten plays, ninety-three yards. I mean, the first big throw was out of his own end zone third and nine basically and then you uh-huh. get the run on third and four he makes a uh, buddha miss who we talked about on the gambling show then the scramble that you know down to the 10 and the throw to Mac Collins bro Mac Collins of the Philadelphia oh. Eagles world champion didn't even know he was down there
1: and yeah and he got hurt cuz the other tight end uh, or he got in because the other tight end got hurt uh, Smythe or whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- no, the throw. I-, I told you he can make every throw. He is, he's, he's a gambler throwing the football. He'll take chances. He'll try and fit it in tight windows, but the, he's a believer in his guys, man. Like I, t- I talked about it a bunch at Alabama. He was spoiled with having guys that were better in every single matchup. Yeah. And that forced him to give them more opportunities. And he got burned some and he's going to get burned some, but, i tell you what, man, like you, I mean, time after time today, uh, go back and look at all the different spots that Buda Baker uh, blitz from depth yeah. outside, inside, like they throw in. And, and I'll tell you what, I, I mean, well, last night we were texting a little bit last night about the Notre Dame Clemson game. At the end of that game, it really felt like Clemson didn't have any more belt, uh, bullets in the gun blitz wise. It felt like book saw it all, yeah. And uh, I got that feeling today with Tua. I I think Arizona tried to, you know, jump him out of the gates, and uh, I think I think it uh, it helped him. He's obviously uh, kept his poise and 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 made the plays late when they needed him. Man, that was a hell of a win uh, for the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing: you talk about like this is becoming more the norm in the NFL. And by the way, Kyler's going to have a lot of like exercise patience type first rounders out of jobs over the next decade. Everybody's gonna be looking for a Kyler Murray. It could, you could, like they could have the fucking draft three games into a guy's rookie season. They're gonna be looking for a Kyler Murray. I mean, listen, I am really happy as a fan to see this, but I got out at, at, at a good time. I oh mean, yeah, you did. I mean, being a pass rusher right now is not very fun. Not very mm-hmm. fun at all. The one thing that's cool though today was seeing the bootlegs away from me with the left hander as a left end. Like, okay. like, where the fuck was that? I mean. Uh, I just want to give Kyler his props before we move on. I know they lost the game, and the the lead is Tua. This guy is amazing. I mean, he's amazing. I mean, Steve mentioned it a little bit earlier. As as a former D lineman watching this game, it, I mean, you you there was a third and now, and nine in the red zone early, where mm-hmm. they're driving, and I think it's maybe at the ten twelve yard line. No, no, it's like the seventeen yard line. You basically they 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 drop the edge yep. guy, and you're trying to loop the three the three technique to contain. And uh-huh. I'm watching the three technique, he knows what he's gotta do. The angle's fine, but he just can't get there. And Kyler just sees it and takes off and scrambles. Yep. I mean, like that's the type, even if you know what your job is, he's gonna make it hell. Like the, uh, the zone read on fourth and one, where Van Oy, and that's a tough tackle coming from the middle of the ball. Yes. But these are all like, these are, you can do everything that Baltimore could do if you were in that offense. When he's more slight. You'd worry about him getting hit, plus the throwing, yeah, that we're worried about and, with Lamar right now,
1: and and that that's the one thing I will say about Arizona in the second half, especially like when they came out and went down, um, and they came out with you know right right away with the throw downfield, field the Kirk on on the corner route, mm-hmm. it felt like Arizona got really really run heavy, and I just I still think you got like Kirk guys like Kirk and Nuke and and Fitzy like. I it, it felt like forever, or like you know, the first quarter that they took a shot down the field like that, yeah. and um, that's one thing. I, I mean, listen, play calling is 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 the hardest thing to me in the sport, and I'm I'm not second guessing anybody. I just felt like they got they got a little too comfy running the football. That's all.
0: Yeah, I mean, when a guy's making throws like the one he made to, huh. I mean, like even the one that he made to Kirksey, which like people take for granted, like a wide open. Bomb where guys got beat, beating somebody down the scene By the way, tough game for Byron Jones. Mm. Byron Jones had a rough one, including that tight end ripped the ball away from him in the corner of the end zone. Like that's everybody else's highlight play today, and we haven't even talked about it yet with Kyler. I mm-hmm. mean, they, how about the fact that in empty they just run a quarterback sweep on third yeah. and two? Like yeah. fuck it, we'll just like there's nobody there. Let's just run it right in. Oh, oh, the guy set set the edge. I'm just gonna duck underneath. Like. It's, it's a cheat code, man. I mean, uh, he's amazing. I look forward to watching him for a long time. That's going to be yeah. fun. Another really fun fun game today was Kansas City-Carolina. I mean, these these four coaches really going at it uh-huh. were just like Andy and Rule had to trade fucking dry fits or something after the game, you know, f- <laughs> just trade their little welder COVID masks after the game. Like, like Andy was probably just so much respect for what – Joe and, and Matt did today. Yes, it took everything Kansas City had to outscore that Teddy, a new guy from college, and uh, well, he's not a new guy from college. He's he's he's, he's uh, cut his teeth in the pros. But and 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 Matt Rule, who is a new guy from college, like mm-hmm. that. It took everything for Kansas City to outscore these guys.
1: That's my question for you about this game. What job does Joe Brady want? Because he's getting it. <laughs> I mean, it is that scene. I mean, this is, this is really the first time I, I they played the Raiders week one, but uh, you know, um the, the, the Mike Davis wasn't a factor. Yeah. There was a lot of times with McCaffrey and Mike Davis on the field today. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater was phenomenal. The fourth down run where he dives over to defenders. I mean, that's Tyron Matthews. That's one of the, uh, you know, most fearful guys in the secondary and he, he jumps over with the game on the line. Joe Brady, I mean, like I said, he's what does he want if Texas comes open, does he want that job? Does he want the Jets job? Like what,
0: what job get, do you want Joe Brady to get is the question. Oof.
1: That's just that's
0: like if you if you could as a fan just give Joe Brady a job and and by the way, the Bucks are down 21-0 yeah, nothing.
1: Saints D-line just did a tip drill for you.
0: Well, I am that's uh, that's the, that's the, the, the only good the only good thing that 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 the Saints are doing right now is they might be leaving too much time. That's There you go, yeah, I like the positive like a spin on it.
1: Positive spin. I got no um, choice,
0: but what you said though, I mean, Brady, I'm thinking about some of the jobs that, I mean, listen, I'm selfishly here because the people of Detroit, and Matt Stafford, deserve like something happy to happen in their lifetime. I got one for you. What?
1: Dallas Cowboys.
0: Oh. second i don't know are they still hiring uh gingers
1: no no no
0: that might it's hard to can you there's got to be a rule that you can't hire too many gingers within a 25 year span joe brady oh golly dude that guy's got the world by the balls man and it's almost like with matt rule it's like don't hire too good because you're, you're gonna lose him in a year or two and it just yeah. might make you look so bad, you know.
1: I, like you, you, you said the term, you know, cutting his teeth at the pro level before he went to LSU. Like, it, it like he's done. He's done having to prove things. Like it, it, it's, it's amazing. Look at, look at what, look at LSU
0: since he left, and now look at the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, he's kind of upstaging uh, Matt. Even though I think Matt's a Matt's showing to be a really good football coach. Yeah. I mean, and Matt will be able to probably. Find a here we are writing Joe to like, team. like, but it, it's true. It's it's just it's 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 a tough thing if you're a head coach to if you want a boy wonder at OC, you just have to have a contingency plan pretty quickly. Absolutely, you know, and yeah. uh, and I think that's going to be interesting to see. I I would love to watch them duke it out all year long. I could watch that for sixteen games right off the bat. You saw what a difference CMC makes as if. There was like any doubt. He's him and Kamara are like as Taysom Hill goes in to make it twenty-eight nothing. Pretty much, this uh, is no. A, you got tackled at the one. This is a fucking nightmare. This is like I want to run directly out my glass window right now. I'm not high enough that I could really hurt myself. My office okay. is not that high off the ground, but just to run through the glass window. Okay. Just, there's not a lot of people outside right now i just run straight through it and fall like seven feet onto the concrete and make a big fucking scene. Maybe I could scream it out.
1: Maybe was the key word you used.
0: Anyways, Christian McCaffrey was really good today. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? Here's the thing. Like you you mentioned uh, the Honey Badger earlier. Honey Badger, I don't see him doing this a lot. Palms up on that first touchdown. Palms up being... Who's supposed to be here? Fourth and three, they go for it. I think it's a pick play, and they they dump it off to CMC, and it's just like I just feel like this offense, this offense is going to be the next thing we're talking about, and we're talking about Joe Brady right now, the next yeah. McVeigh, the next you know Shanahan, yep. and people are realizing in real time. By the way, one of the gutsiest fourth and ten pluses I've ever seen. Teddy's so fucking yep. likeable, dude. He's one yeah. of the most likable quarterbacks of all time. I don't know if he's the long-term answer there. I think you'd have to really build that roster to be dominant in some other spots for him to carry a contender, but gosh, I hope it works out for him.
1: I think uh somebody had a stat where in the last some in the last 15 years or whatever, he's the best quarterback against the spread. He's like 32 and 11. Something yeah. like that, yeah. And, um, it's 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 nuts what he's done, and like you said, as likable um, as as gutty, yeah. like everything you everything you want. Um, I, neutral field, Chiefs, Steelers. What are you making the spread?
0: Chiefs, Steelers. Uh, well, I actually like that matchup for Pittsburgh, but I'll say three and a half for Kansas City.
1: That's what I said today. I, somebody asked me, I said three and a half, four.
0: Man, if I could only just make the fucking odds. Right? <laughs> um, that's assuming we're right. Hey, uh, also, the fake punt. This is just – it was a clinic from both teams. The fake punt, second week in a row, uh, and then that drive caps with a Samuel end around. It was just like no play was normal. I mean, the Kansas City, and you could feel where they kind of – we haven't even talked about what happened in the game. We're just so enamored with these coaches. But, yeah, like, they were trailing the whole time and – scratching and clawing, and then you could just feel it with that 44-yarder to Kelsey. That was the moment where you're like, big man running, great route, stiff arm, dart. You know, mm-hmm. he's getting up, just flailing his arms around and shit. And that's when you know, like, they're going to they're gonna pull it together. The, the Chiefs, they, they just sleepwalk sometimes. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Mahomes
1: has so much Steph Curry in him. So like, much. A, like an NBA regular season game where it's just like, I'm, I'm so bored. I'm just going to shoot a deep three here. Um, let me see if it goes in.
0: But it's even just, the, the plays that they ran, though, I mean, that Andy dialed up for him. It was just so... It, uh, the, like you said, the the he's bored for a while, and they're like, oh, I gotta go make a play. Oh, Andy, dial me up some play you've never seen before, like catching the ball in motion and throwing it back across your body. Or the the fake reverse to Clyde. You know, just nothing was, like, boring today. And I, I just... It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Fun football. I just,
1: I just love how into it Mahomes is because, and I know we're not supposed to judge whatever we see on the cameras and the cameras don't show you everything, but every time they show them on the bench, the enemy and Andy are sitting with them and it's just that much more thinking ahead that much more, Hey, this is what happened. Like they're, they're not taking anything for granted. And like you said, they get punched in the mouth early on and then slowly but surely let's start feeling some things on. Uh, and 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 they go and they get the win. Um, so it's it, they are obviously still the cream of the crop.
0: And the one the one high scoring game that uh, I had higher hopes for was was Seahawks Bills. Um, I mean there was some, there were a number of good games that we won't get to, but mm-hmm. Seahawks Bills that was supposed to be a marquee matchup. I mean the the Hawks just played catch up. And Buffalo learned to play with a lead and they they blitzed them a lot better and more effectively than they blitzed the Rams in the second half of that game. They let that big lead up. There was a moment there where it looked like Seahawks were going to climb back into it, but it always felt like a chase game. When you start every possession, you're like, they really need points here and they just keep not getting them, but you really say, oh, if they could just get some points here. That was like the entire game. And uh you know, it 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 was so bad that all first off all Russ's yardage felt like garbage time. Garbage. But,
1: Absolute garbage fantasy stuff. But it's amazing.
0: But in the first half, I have never seen an offense look who wasn't trailing, like they were trailing and <laughs> Seattle was just conceding chunks of yardage. It was like people were running around un un contested, catching the ball in the middle of the field, you know, juking around, and then just eventually getting down because nobody tackles them. Like, they were, the Bills were in their two-minute mode. And the Seahawks Mm -hmm. had the urgency of a team that had a three-touchdown lead on defense. And nobody was getting home in pass rush. Josh Mm -hmm. Allen was baking, you know, I called him a roller coaster on meth earlier. He was Walter White in the pocket, baking meth. He had all day. (laughs) Tuco was outside, Tuco Salamonte, is that Salamonte? Was that his name? Salamanco? Cowboy Reed, do you remember that show, Breaking Bad? Uh, Cowboy so Reed's so never seen Breaking Bad. You oh. can say anything. Yeah, Tuco is the guy's name. I can't remember his last name. But I mean, like, it was too late when they figured it out. It was too late when they figured it out.
1: No doubt. Um,. Buffalo needed this win. They needed this one. Uh, you're seeing now all the all the all the wins and all that stuff. Um, uh, first time since '93. First time since '92. Yeah. We know those were the glory days. You know the uh, the Super Bowls, all the losses. But I mean, I mean, I was growing up there, and then those those Bills teams were awesome. And I'm happy for obviously Bills Mafia. Uh, even though they can't go to the games, they got some to freaking share about. And uh, they're, they're legit. If Josh plays like he did today, where he's taking care of the football, and, and I think they're fine on a night. Nice, I said it last week. I think Zach Moss is stepping into a serious role right there. That guy ran like nobody in, in college football last year at Utah. I love the way, how yeah. hard he runs. Saw so uh, the big screen today he caught. Um, so there's – there's not. I mean, Diggs has been awesome for them. He, I mean, he really has. Uh, I, I thought there was going to be a little um, to-do there and a little um, maturing process, just seeing how he treated Cousins and yeah. knowing how well, he sometimes just, he just Josh likes doesn't just the right. He likes who he yeah. likes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, But, I mean, hey, but uh, more power to the Bills, man, for just going out and saying, you know what? We got to get Josh somebody, and they got that guy. How, so good how, for them.
0: How about the irony that's almost unfair that, the year the, uh, the arc bends towards the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalonians, the oh. Bills Mafia cannot go to the games. Mm-hmm. And then in the division- you
1: throw those things on the field.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't throw things on the field. You can't throw dildos on the field. You can't throw children through, through uh, you can't throw beers at our buses. You can't throw children through plastic tables. And then on the other side of the division, the fans that really need to be tested Th- they get an excuse for not going to watch, you know, Cam Newton flounder uh, no. in, in the rain or, you know, like it's just uh-huh. so we don't we we don't get to find out who's fair weather and who's who's not on the other side. And then the the the, the Bills fans don't get to enjoy it. Yeah,
1: that's a great point.
0: I mean, yeah, Josh Allen got rolling and, uh, you know, six different receivers, first five minutes, 11 of his first 12, 23 of his first 25 plays under center were passes, 24, 28 for 282 and three touchdowns in the first half. Dable out-coached Ken Norton, Pete Carroll, whoever you, any coach over there, these uh-huh. guys out-coached them. And, uh, and you know what? Seattle missed some opportunities early. If you remember that Allen got, ran out of bounds, uh, uh-huh. that would have made it third and goal, uh, horse collar, 14-0. And then, you know, Russ has to throw a pick on, uh, on fourth and goal as well. So that could have been, you know, 14-7, uh, yeah. but to be, to be honest, they got lucky. It wasn't worse. I mean, the score that made it 17, seven, there was a huge miss pre-snap call uh, on the right side. Seattle got lucky there that, that touchdown stun- shouldn't have st- stood. Oh, yeah. and then a late drive, they got points on Hughes extended it with a, uh, with kind of a bogus late hit. So that's another score that got that they, they got lucky on. And then lastly, they were able to stay in the game because that Gabriel play wasn't uh w- wasn't short of the pylon. And uh and yeah. McDermott was afraid to throw the, the flag. They talked about it on the on the show. He hasn't won many challenges. So not the Seahawks day, but also they they didn't deserve it. They just didn't deserve it. And and Russ was just making mistakes again that he can't afford to make, and he's probably not the front runner in the MVP race. I mean, some people will tell you he lost as soon as he threw this couple picks against Arizona because the cushion wasn't big enough with him and Aaron, but I don't know.
1: I'll tell you one thing that you never see is that hit Klein got on him and he stripped him. That you never see Russ get hit like that, man. And uh, it was, you know, the, the pick to Tredavious that you don't ever see him force the ball like that, but it just shows that You know, he was feeling it. And in a year, like you said, where he had such a big lead uh, for the, you know, MVP and how everybody wants to talk MVP, um, it's, it's, it's pretty eye-opening. You put, you said he
0: had such a big lead that the train is moving on, dude. The train Uh, is moving
1: on. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Russ is still
0: Russ. No, Russ uh, is the man, but, and it really doesn't matter because it—it hasn't mattered to me that he hasn't gotten a vote yet. It has like the, the these are awards that we like to argue over. I just think it's—it's right. it's interesting how we ride this wave. Now, here's the reason you got to be nervous about the Hawks. And again, I have to remind you. I have been in the Super Bowl losing to the Steelers uh, in the Detroit Super Bowl rematch from my college days when I watched Ugh. Big Ben go like nine for thirteen for a hundred and one yards and like two picks and and win a Super Bowl. I. I think the problem with the Hawks, and I still believe they can do it, is that it's like a you. You talked about Steph Curry and Mahomes. Mm-hmm. They're a three-point shooting team. They get cold. Yeah, that's you know. Good so, like for them to take those incremental steps through the playoffs and end up with a Super Bowl, they can't get cold for a day. Now, I I, I believe in Russ. That's why I picked them, but. You know mm-hmm. the defense is rough. I do think Dunlap's going to help. I mean, he had a great rush, uh, you know, bull, oh, no. bull rush for a sack that should have took points off the board if they didn't shit down their leg. And then also a nice TFL. Their best pass rusher is probably Jamal Adams, though. Guy's good, dude. Yeah. Guy just ran by a tight end today, like no gimmicks. He, he was the Jets'
1: best pass rusher last year, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I think there was something too. Like in the second half, they blitzed like sixty-five percent of the time. Uh, as opposed to their usual, which is much less. Of course, they're chasing, but they figured some things out. They they started sacking them. Uh, Jaron Reed had a nice game, so I, there's something to build on there. I don't think you, I don't think you sell the farm with uh, with the Hawks, but uh, but they got to play better, obviously. So um, big
1: one next week at uh, at the Rams. Yeah, yeah, that's that, a big
0: game. That seems way more competitive than I would have thought a few weeks ago. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you you watched a lot of Baltimore indie. I just want to yeah. I just want to say this, man. This was a big win for the Ravens. They survive. That this would have felt like the bottom fell out, particularly because the Colts aren't considered an elite team. But I heard, and Mina, who I love, Mina Kimes, who I got to have her on the show and 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 argue this point with her. This is not a narrative killing. This is not a narrative killing win. In my in my estimation. Uh, okay. You know whether it's the comeback thing or you know not beating a contender lately. This is not a contender. We make fun of the Colts every weekend. We don't then just get to like crown the Colts to uplift the Ravens. Like I, at least in my opinion, I have not I have not been sold on the Colts. Yes, the defense is very good, but beating yeah. them and overcoming a three point uh, deficit at halftime wasn't it. I mean, first off, I mean just to recount. The Ravens lost to the Chiefs twice. And, and by no means am I saying I would want to play the Ravens in a football game down the stretch. I mean, it wouldn't be my first choice. But we're talking about beating the elites here. Lost to the Chiefs twice the last year and a half. Steelers, they haven't played well against the Titans. Uh, and they just beat the Colts. They had a three-point deficit at the half. That's Lamar's first deficit. He's overcoming the second half. You know, like, that doesn't do it for me. And... uh you know, this is their 30th straight game that they scored in the 20s. It took the defense to do that. It took the defense to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. they were actually held scoreless in the first half the first time since the Chargers game 2 years ago.
1: They uh they that that fumble return was a huge huge uh play because it was that close. They ruled it a fumble, so therefore it had the benefit of staying uh, the Colts were, you know, had good field position right there, as you saw with how long the fumble return was. I will say this about Baltimore, that I was pretty impressed that they just stayed with it. They stayed with the run. I mean, everybody was making a big deal in the first half about how, you know, something doesn't look right. Lamar's not throwing a ball, whatever. Colts got a good defense, man. Like, it, it, you, you can't come out and go up 14 nothing in every game. Um, I, I really... This is the other thing. This is their, I mean, they, they smoked Cleveland to start the year, but we didn't think anything of it. I guess that's a lot better win than, than, than it was when we first saw it. But this is their best win. This is on the no road. Doubt, no doubt. This is against the Colts. And, it, and this is what we talked about on, on Friday on, on, on your gambling pod was neither of these teams had a good win. So that's why we didn't know what to think of these teams. You know, we saw when Baltimore stepped up against Pittsburgh and Kansas city got, blood. you know, didn't get, they didn't have it. They didn't play well in either game. You got to play well when you get to these stages and you get to these quality of teams today, they hung with it. They didn't, they don't, they didn't come out well. And Lamar stayed with it. The defense rallied around a bunch of stuff, not having Humphrey, which is, which is huge. Um, but I, I was, I was happy to see they didn't get all out of whack and start panicking. They just, Stayed with their game plan and they did that, and that's, yeah, absolutely. that's that's what I think of when I think of John Harbaugh.
0: Listen, they're again playoff team, dangerous team. Don't want to see them. Love Lamar Jackson, yep. just don't think this was the win that is going to get the you know it's no. going to kill the narrative of we need to see more on a big you know against the good teams and and we need to see more in certain dimensions of the offense. Hey, uh, this was a desperate win. You know, uh-huh. Hollywood was mad on Twitter. Uh, you had two linemen out, you know, including one of the best in the league. You know, you had Humphrey, as you mentioned, out. And Lamar doesn't usually play well after a bad game. He doesn't rebound well. So this was, this was a desperation game. And in the second half, Lamar balled out 10 for 10. But, you know, the, it's just the body of work over 60 minutes. The, the, the tough thing about being Lamar is you are that team's rushing offense and you're their throwing offense. So no matter what happens, you you get the blame and the praise. You know, uh-huh. no matter what happens, and that's the way it is. That's the reality. So if if the offense isn't functioning at a at a Super Bowl winning level, people are going to ask questions. And the Colts defense is very good, and they were not afraid of the Ravens. Ask Justin Houston what he thinks. Justin Houston, if he heard this, would probably agree. I didn't say it. Justin Houston said it. I I just watched a little mic'd up thing when he was breaking down the team before the he had some colorful words for the Ravens. I don't agree with everything he said as far as like that he insinuated that there was a toughness deficit. I wouldn't say that to the Ravens. That's a tough fucking football team. Yeah. But he basically called them front runners. They do not, they get punched in the mouth. And you could feel, this was one of my favorite things watching the game. Darius Leonard, the heartbeat of that team, you could feel him. Making this personal for the defense and for him, and of any game that was one on one today, I know there's a lot flashier matchups, but that dude standing in the middle of the field that has about 300 tackles a year, (laughs) with you know 80 inch arms, like, and and the dude and the dude under center who's scary as hell. That was a lot of fun. There were plays in the first half where I haven't seen Darius Leonard that excited in his whole, in his whole career. I mean, that fourth and four, he's juiced, uh, yeah. you know, and Lamar just started slow. The Colts' offense couldn't put him away. That was the mm. problem. They're up seven yeah. nothing early. That's what I'm saying.
1: That drive on the, the turnover fumble return yeah. was huge, yeah, I mean, huge momentum killer. Because, like you said, you're in that threshold right there again. You go up two scores on on the Ravens, then they might start pressing. But that touchdown even things out, and they were able to keep it one score. You know, while they still fi- uh, figured things out. Huge. I didn't want to say huge stretch here for the Ravens. They get this win. Now they're at New England. Then they get Tennessee and then they're at Pittsburgh on Thanksgiving night. Big, big stretch for the Ravens.
0: And I and I actually think um I feel like they're gonna play better against Tennessee this year. It's a better matchup for them. I will say this, Marcus Peters, that trade, it's like every week I have to I, I, I should mention that it it's really paid off. I mean, you talk about two huge plays today. We mentioned the the fumble on the Jonathan Taylor run. Mm-hmm. which he snatched the ball out. That's all him because he's not really into tackling, tackling. He wants to get the ball out, if you know yeah. what I mean. But yeah. also that that pick, which I didn't think was a pick, I mean, was was enormous. I mean, that that's the game right yep. there. That is the game right there because that led to points. And honestly, it wasn't until that pick and subsequent score that the Colts stopped playing like bullies on defense. And mm-hmm. I've been on a defense like that where we know the offense isn't going to necessarily have our backs all the time, but we can play like bullies, and as long as they're in phase and not turning the ball over, nobody can fuck with us. That's the way that defense felt today. And, you know, the first one was forgivable. Rookie dropped the ball, freak play. The second one, you know, it was just like, God damn, dude, we're doing everything we can. There's no margin for error. It's almost too much to overcome. You can see them being deflated. But Lamar, third down, not good enough. That's what you got to look at. Um, four 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 to seven yards, zero for two, and seven plus one for four. They're just going to have to make those plays, you know. And when the run game dries up, you saw what happened the first half. Uh, you mentioned Tennessee and Pittsburgh coming up. So, uh, that was that was a fun day, not for me personally, but for a football fan objectively. And and the and it rages on right now uh, in real time. Twenty eight nothing. It's like what the fuck. You know what the Bucks need to do is score three points to take it to the half. 28, there you go. 28 3. Hey, one question before I let you go, Steve. What did you think of the Kyle Allen injury? Do you think that was dirty by Peppers? Was it Peppers?
1: It wasn't clean.
0: Yeah, it's What do you think? When I say dirty, I think of like intent to injure.
1: Yeah, I understand.
0: You know, like this was this is it a It wasn't no, needed. This is a no no, like I, you know you know what, though? We're going to wake up tomorrow and everybody's going to be really upset. And gosh, it is so fucking unfortunate to get hurt that way. Mm-hmm. I don't think he meant to hurt him. I think sometimes it could be instinctive to kick your leg out there and just try to get somebody down. I've tried to wrangle. So when you're trying to get a sack, you try to wrangle people down. But that was a bit of a kick. You know, that wasn't such a trip. That was more of a kick. And I've never seen anybody get kicked and it looked that bad. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so to a, to a degree, it was a... It was a what-the-fuck-like moment if you're Kyle and you get up, but the fact that his season is over presumably because of that's, that, that's, that's what sucks.
1: Kicker. Yep, that's the kicker, no doubt.
0: But we've also seen O O'Lyman do it for 50 years and nobody's ever batted an eye. Correct. So, With you there. I don't know. That was a tough one to see. Uh, mm-hmm. Steve, appreciate you. Uh Hopefully I'll be in a better mood next. Hey, did
1: you time. get a did you get a lot of uh I on to cheer you up. Did you get a Liberty Vaughan Tech score yesterday?
0: I did get a Liberty Virginia Tech score. Okay. The, the Flames. The Liberty 50. The Liberty Flames uh they're having a weekend. Also my fantasy football team the Liberty Cuckolds are uh oh, are up right now. So that's good Liberty vibes. Hello. Good good Liberty vibes all, all around. So um very good. All right. We'll get Stanford Steve back in uh in two weekends. He's got something to do. Uh, and uh hope to hope to catch you soon, bud.
1: All right. Thanks, man.
0: Checking the forecast here in Charlottesville, Virginia at ten zero three, ten oh three PM Sunday night. And we have
2: This is gonna be a wind joke.
0: Eighty six percent humidity. I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh northwest, one mile per hour is the wind. So there is zero threat of losing our beloved making gunner during the podcast. Make, is it windy over there?
2: Nah, it's not. Uh, hey, Chris, not windy at all. Back to you.
0: <laughs> who was That's the who guy? I- who was the guy from Family Guy? The I think weather guy. Just died with Ollie. Maybe Ollie. Ollie. Ollie Williams. Ollie Williams. Maybe Ollie. Yep, Ollie. Good to have you back with us on Sunday night, sir. Um, Hey, good to have you
2: in my living room as we approach midnight on a Sunday when uh, everyone should be sleeping, getting ready for, for a week. Let's do best flight
0: right off the bat.
2: Uh, I'm going to go Miami Dolphins. That's That's got to be fun because um, the Arizona Cardinals are – the Miami dolphins, what two years down the road, they're supposed to be the, the potential contender this year. They were looking at six and two at home, the dolphins coming to town, no miles Gaskin, uh, Preston Williams goes out, but Miami gets it done to a solid 20 of 28. And, um, all of a sudden, we were we were sad for Fitzy and rightfully so. But Dolphins go home five and three and um, playoff bound. Chris. Yeah, I guess
0: it's like it's like it's like B flow B flow knew something. It's um, pretty impressive. The kid did enough to win. I mean, they you know I was talking with Steve earlier. They they did spot him that score on defense, but Tua looks to be the real deal. And the point you make is great. I mean, they're fucking two two years ahead of schedule. I mean, it's wild. Uh, gosh, they got it going. That's got It does have to be a fun flight, because that flight was gonna suck had they lost. Long way, losing time. I'm gonna go best flight, can I do a bus ride? Please. I didn't watch the game, because I don't watch double A football, but I'm gonna go best bus ride, Liberty Flames. Big win for them. Congratulations. It, it 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 evens out the big loss this week for you guys, but presumably.
2: Well, they have a they have a couple fearless leaders. Uh Mr. Falwell Jr. took a tumble. Yeah. And uh you know what? Yeah, uh the ball club, let's let's stick with it right there. Um I let me just tell you a, a, a little bit about it. 59-yard field goal to win it is blocked. Tech takes it home to win the game. Nah, they had called a timeout right before the field goal attempt. Liberty then throws an eight-yard out. It's now a 51-yarder to win it. The guy kicks it and makes it. Just an all-time loss for the Hokies, and I – Holy shit, dude! Actually, I did
0: see a little a little blip of that field goal, uh, and my heart nearly stopped because they were, you know, all the people on the radio were like, "And that's why they call it Beamer ball. We've seen it a thousand times before." Oh no, there's a zebra waving his hands. No, you guys got your dicks all hard because you you think it's 2004. It's not 2004 anymore.
2: Yeah, Coach Beamer retired. Uh, it's it's now Fuente Ball. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no, no disrespect to anybody, but you know I have to be pretty excited when the Liberty Flames beat the Hokies and uh and and they had the best bus ride of the week.
2: My worst plane ride, Chris, goes to the New York Giants, 23 20 winners over the football team. Gosh darn it. Uh, I get texts from a couple of Giants fans every Sunday and they're like, Go blue, go blue. And it's like Do you yeah. really?
0: Do you really want them to go?
2: Right. I, I play along sometimes. Um, but in reality, I'd, I'd like to have that quarterback at the top of the draft. This is the second straight year that the Washington football team is screwing up a draft position. Last year, could be any number of guys. Could be a Justin Herbert, but probably it was going to be a Chase Young at number two, which would have been nice. Yeah, And at one and eight, you would have been um, in a good spot to contend for number one overall to get Trevor Lawrence this year, but two and seven, you're just a cut above uh, dimes goes to four and zero against Washington, one and 17 against everybody else. So if
0: he only plays teams without names, right, right. He can't be beat. He can't be not, beat. And he's clearly
2: just, he's not, he's not the guy. He's not the guy for two decades. Like some of these teams, it looks like they might have.
0: And what Kyler Murray's doing is he's putting heat on people to find that guy, like, no matter when it is and, and who your guy was a year ago. You know, it's it's like one of those things. It's You can't be attached to somebody because you made a, a bad decision. And I got nothing against Danny Dimes. It's just like, how much more do you have to see? And it sucks, because I don't think he's, the, it, he's, he's kind of tantalizing. If he just wouldn't throw the ball to the other team or just cough it up indiscriminately, I could be making the same, you know, comments about number eleven in Philly, but number eleven in Philly has an M V P season under his belt and you know accolades out the ass his first five years. It's you gotta cut your cut your losses at some point. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one for the Giants. So, very counterintuitive, nice. Dimes is handing
2: off to Wayne Gallman and Alfred Morris and his top receiver was a guy I've never heard of, Austin Mack, so yeah, he's not playing with a full deck.
0: But, no, uh, he's not. And I'm not saying it should be over for him in the league, but I'm just saying if you're the Giants and you're picking at the top of the draft, you have to do what you got to do for the football team. I think, no I think Dimes has potential, but do, do the Giants have the time as an organization to... I mean, like, the perfect situation for him would be hiding behind somebody for four or five years and playing the long game and learning and that sort of thing. Like, he's one of those quarterbacks. I'm afraid that he gets turnover to out of the league and his confidence is shot because people on podcasts like ours are writing him off for Trevor Lawrence like halfway through the season in his second year.
2: I also saw him go 0-3 against Virginia and throw nine picks to three touchdowns. So, I'm, so, I'm, so you're I'm saying this isn't watch.
0: something new? Nah, been watching this a long time. <laughs> uh, viewing party, you got anybody? Yeah, I, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> That's okay, viewing party you in your fucking sunroom, not thinking of a viewing party, but you have been patient with me tonight. I had to think of a couple of these on the spot as you called in. Hey, I'll go Midwesterners in general. What a roller coaster weekend it has been for some people. I don't know what your political affiliation is, state to state, county to county, but I mean, it's probably no matter who you are, you're exhausted by Saturday night. And if you're a Notre Dame fan, you finally don't piss down your leg on the big stage. Tampa's about to go in for the first score, thank you very much, the comeback begins. I jinxed that too, didn't I? What is your clock read? My clock reads 10.14 p.m.
2: Oh, I meant left to go in the game.
0: 9.34 left to go in the game, and it is now fourth and goal. Wow,
2: you are like 30 seconds of game time ahead of me. Uh, Yeah, I got
0: direct TV here at the office. Like, Notre Dame fans for the first time not pissing down their leg in, in a big spot. You know, that, that was an exciting game. Ian Book was exciting. He was really decisive. I was impressed with the kid. I don't watch a lot of Notre Dame. I, don't, I haven't been watching college football that much this, this year. That kid was awesome, late in that ball game. And, boy oh boy, that Clemson, I mean the rich get richer, that fucking guy's gonna be fun to watch as well. But, if you're a Notre Dame fan, maybe you live in Chicago, you're happy drunk Saturday night, and today you were, you were upset drunk. I mean like that offensive performance, I didn't even have to watch it, I was just reading the timeline. Not gonna lie to you, haven't watched that game end to end. It sounds terrible. And people are ready to run Nagy out of town. What a 24 hour swing for a Midwestern football fan in the greater Chicago area. Whoever you are, you were exhausted going to the game Saturday night, and that roller coaster did not stop. Had to be some interesting, um, middle age, like cohabitating with middle-aged drunk males in the Chicago area this weekend.
2: And I happen to know that South Bend is in Indiana, Chris, and it was, um, like seven o'clock and four seconds. It's like, Hey, welcome to our election coverage. And we could now call the great state of Indiana for Donald Trump. Oh yeah. I mean... Like, all right, some of these things are givens. I didn't, I didn't realize Indiana was quite quite like that.
0: You're like, who wants to be perpetually ashamed of themselves? And we do. <laughs> we did the Klan. Remember we did the Klan? Welcome. We have wall-to-wall. And Indiana has been called for Donald Trump. <laughs> Stop the vote. That's what I was saying. I need to see those votes. Well, that had to be an interesting weekend for a lot of people in that region of the country. No matter what your political affiliation is, usually if you're a Bears fan, I suppose you lean Notre Dame, not Northwestern. I also motion for all Chicago dudes to have to adopt Northwestern. It's geographically appropriate. It's way more appropriate than, uh, than, than being a front runner, an independent school. It's afraid to play with the big boys until they have to. Hey, fly on the wall. Well, why don't you start fly on the wall?
2: Gerald Wayne Jones is the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, and I would have loved to hear that conversation between Gerald, his son Steven, presumably his other son Steven, grandson Steven, Jerry. There are just lots of Joneses in that suite. I bet they talked themselves into Garrett Gilbert by – Quarter one, Um, (laughs) maybe maybe to make themselves feel better about uh, potentially not paying Dak Prescott, which, of course, now it looks like you should probably be paying Dak Prescott. But Garrett Gilbert uh, looks decent and is beating the Pittsburgh Steelers, as you've talked about in great detail for a long time. And uh, I just bet they were talking themselves into – pretzels about how they've uncovered the latest i don't know they probably went as far back and as creative as tony romo perhaps
0: oh man man that had to be interesting to to eavesdrop on that conversation you know i think uh i think people are looking at it as funny when we didn't pay the historically productive guy under center but i think we're out of the woods now boys did you you see this fucking guy out here he's beating the undefeated steelers I mean, I, I, I don't doubt that those are the type of conversations that are happening.
2: I like how you started in the Jerry voice and then, and then I just, just and it halfway through.
0: Yeah. I don't do voices for that long. I, I just, man, I, I wonder what they were saying. I wonder if anybody, listen, kudos to that kid. I remember in the, in the pregame, I was, I had on NFL network for a second and, uh, they were really making fun of this kid kind of without shitting on him. They weren't explicitly shitting on him. They were just kind of like, man, this is going to be the ugliest game ever. I know that Steelers play, play down, but this kid played in the Witch League. I guess he played in the AAF. And Mooch was trying to explain to him that he was pretty good in the AAF. And all the people on set were laughing because in the AAF, there's like a rule where you can only blitz on a certain percentage of the plays. And they're like, good luck with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the kid wasn't bad, dude. He really wasn't bad. And I think that says more about the Steelers right now, underperforming on defense than the Cowboys.
2: I read some quote today. Spurrier said the only difference between Garrett Gilbert and Nick Foles is one of them's making millions. The others making 70 grand when he coached them and whatever yeah. this was. Do you know who drafted young, not so young Garrett Gilbert? Who, who's uh, the 2014 St. Louis Rams. Are you serious? Yeah, bro. I'm serious. He's 29. He was drafted by your club in 2014 in the sixth round that's of SMU.
0: I got to see a picture of his face. That's fucked up. You know, it's the second time today that i said I didn't know who it was. I'll remember him when I see his face. (laughs) Were you just waiting and waiting for that? No, I just saw it. Oh, yeah. This kid's (laughs) awesome. Yeah, you remember him. He's just a really nice kid. I didn't talk to him much. Get my stuff. Rookie. Nah, that wasn't it. I I guess he was getting Sam Bradford's stuff. How long did he was he with us there? 1 year. Um and we've got an asterisk
2: that says off-season and or practice squad member only. So you probably didn't even talk to those guys.
0: Well, that wasn't it. I just tragically my career went down the shitter the first game of that season and I wasn't in the building a lot. So that probably had something to do with it until the end of the year. When then, when they drugged me up to limp me around and devalue (laughs) my (laughs) earning potential, the next go around.
2: Man, you had a rough go of it. Rookie, rookie, uh, whatever that obscene amount of money you got paid before they changed the rules.
0: Well, uh, that number that kid. number looks a little bit different now after tonight.
2: Oh, does it. Sorry. Sorry yeah. for your loss. Yeah.
0: There's going to be a lot of budget cuts around the 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 studios. Ugh. Yeah. Hey, sorry
2: about those donuts by the way. Have you cleaned up those sprinkles?
0: They're still in the fucking trash, dude. I couldn't even I got donuts today for the kids and I and um I couldn't I could barely look at the donuts. <laughs> It's like I had PTSD from the other donuts.
2: Well, those are some, some fortunate donuts not to have spent time on a bench or in a rug.
0: Yeah, shout out to Garrett Gilbert. My sincere apologies. I, I said to Steve earlier, I didn't even catch the guy's name because, uh, because I watched the game with the sound off prepping for the pod and I didn't have his name handy during the, the main body of this podcast. Now I do and I'm ashamed of myself.
2: Teammates for life. We're family.
0: <laughs> Forever. I, I never said that. <laughs> no, nah, I never said that. <laughs> I love Garrett Gilbert.
2: We're going to be there for the birth of each other's children and <laughs> run <we're on> our <laughs> podcast and forget each other. Six Fuck, you know what, ago.
0: though? If Garrett Gilbert, anybody l- listens to his podcast and knows him and he hears about this, he'll probably be like, yeah, I do not really know that motherfucker well either. He was washed up by the time I got there. Who? Exactly. Fly on the wall. Hey, if anybody saw the Georgia game this weekend, I've never seen such a morbid injury have to get reviewed. Like, what do you do in the booth? I don't know if you saw that. Reed, Cowboy Reed, if you saw that. I mean, his leg was like sideways, and they had to go to a booth review at the goal line to see if he got in. And the guys on CBS were like, we don't need to see this, and they kept showing it, and kept showing it, and kept showing it. And then they were like, we're gonna stop showing this now. And there was a three minute break, and they were like, coming out of commercials like, one more time, this is the play, that's under, what the fuck, dude? I just say, you, if there's an injury, and a guy's out for the season, and gets a first down or a touchdown, you don't review it, you just give it to him. When in doubt, Give him the touchdown or give him the first down. You don't even question the fucking play. If they had reversed that play, that would have been disgusting.
2: Well, the guy in the production truck, to your point, needs to say. Hey, his leg's go. sideways. Play-by-play guy, tell the people we're not going to show it anymore because it's disgusting. And um, Or you go the DAC route, which uh, was nifty when they pixelated it as the day went on so you didn't have to look at it.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah 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 they did uh they did the uh the thing yeah Where? yeah dicks are compound fractures that's pretty much what what gets pixelated i um listen i i thought they showed that one too many times during the game you know i and tony thought it was a cramp tony was like hopefully it's just a cramp i was like yeah tony i don't think it's a cramp bud like don't think so at all um I, I'm I'm really, it's, what, it's one of my pet peeves is watching that stuff. I know everybody has that pet peeve, but there's just no need to even replay it once at all. So I'm wondering what the fuck they were thinking over the weekend in that Georgia game. St. Louis Memorial Award, I'm going to go, well, it's not the St. Louis Memorial Award anymore. It's the Frank Gore Love of the Game Award sponsored by the St. Louis Rams, the home of Garrett Gilbert and Chris Long. <laughs> inextricably linked forever (laughs) gosh when he was making the throws I felt like I was making the throws (laughs) Uh, practice team dudes uh, in
2: theory they're at practice right
0: yeah but they're also in meetings and uh, at lunch and all all sorts of things but the problem was and I'm not making excuses now I I do I you know me I I would tell you if I don't remember him because I just cut this if I didn't remember him, I didn't want to embarrass him. Not that he'd embarrass that I don't remember him, but like, you know, it's, it's weird for some people to think that you could be on the team with somebody and not remember somebody. I play with a bunch of guys I don't remember. You know, like, there's a 100 guys on every team to start the season, it's like an army of people, and the older you are, you just don't know some of the young guys. And then, to make matters worse, if you're in St. Louis, the roster turns over every single week. So, here's what probably happened quarterback, other side of the building. I don't really talk to young quarterbacks anyways. Mm. Yeah, and Leader. then, yeah, right. And then, oh God, was I was a captain that year. <laughs> and then, here's the problem. As soon as the roster gets cut cut down to 53, you start meeting people. Like, you start meeting some of the young guys, like starting to have conversation with them. They stay in like kind of a rookie clique a little bit, like they eat lunch together. That sort of thing, like if you're in the position group with a rookie and I'm just giving people a little background here if you're in a position group with a rookie, like you get to know that rookie if you're that kind of vet and i I like to like talk to the rookies in the room, but outside the room you don't really talk to some of the the guys, especially the guys who weren't drafted because you just don't know like you talk to them in the hall it's not like you avoid them but you just don't know how long people are going to be here that sort of thing then it comes time for the roster cut down and then. The, the building empties by half, so guys start to intermingle and that sort of thing and eat lunch and dinner and there's a million meals and, and people are in the building longer. That was the year I got hurt the first game, so I probably never got a chance to meet one of my all-time heroes, Garrett Gilbert. One last shout-out. The quarterback
2: room that year, dudes who threw passes, Austin Davis and Sean Hill, and then, of course, Johnny Hecker went two for two. Hecker
0: two for two against the Seahawks,
2: possibly. Possibly, but yeah. no Sam Ram either. So, well, Sam would-
0: got hurt against the Cleveland Browns uh, preseason game. ACL, man. That was one of the worst nights of my professional life. What a downer. Let me give this award out. Uh, Love of the game award. Frank Gore. Dalvin Cook, step right up. You're going to be getting so many of these, like you're going to fill up your home office. I'm gonna just send, like, I'm gonna send him a 40 pound package. We don't actually make awards like physically for anybody, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna send, Cowboy Reed, write a note down, we gotta physically make eight copies of the Frank Gore Love of the Game Award because Dalvin Cook's gonna win every fucking week. And just FedEx it to him, ground at the end of the year. Ground. <laughs> He's gonna be like, yeah, you're right. He's gonna be like, what the fuck? What is this? What is this beat up box? A bunch of shit's clanking around. What should the trophies look like? You know what? Make, I'm getting these done. You know who makes trophies around here? You know anybody anybody that makes trophies around here locally?
2: Yeah, because when I win a fantasy league, I I get them made for myself.
0: Uh, Well, fantasy team is comfortably winning their third game of the season right now, by the way. Congratulations. Shout out to the Cucks. I'm not going on any billboards.
2: By the way, I think I'm up 5-1 in Thursday Night Time Machine. Neither here
0: nor here. I'm I'm definitely going to the Waffle House. Hey, uh, 24 hours in the Waffle House, a quick reminder for everybody, uh, the loser of Thursday Night Time Machine is uh, headed there at the uh, end of the season. Dalvin Cook, he's the kid at the boardwalk, like who's too big to play the games and just definitely too big to play this game. You know, like everybody else who has a good game on an obscure team I apologize. Dalvin's in line again every week. Sorry. Got-
2: Scary Terry McLaurin is my Frank Gore Award winner for the week. The trophy can go to your guy, but Scary Terry, 7 for 115 in a touchdown, 7th in the league with 692 receiving yards. That dude is awesome, and he's catching passes from, no disrespect, Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, and Alex Smith. Scary Terry, good by you.
0: I love Scary Terry, had no idea he was 25 years old.
2: Yeah, well, what'd you think?
0: I thought possibly a bit younger. I mean, it's his second year in the league. Also, oh, move the chains, 31, nothing. Tampa's driving, 18 minutes to go in this ball game. Anything can happen. Mm. Anything can happen, 60 minute game.
1: So what's it like being a ghost?
0: Ghost or dead. I'm very much alive. Hollow Man. Hollow Man is going to go to me for betting bucks money line. I just want to disappear. I want to sink out of this chair. Laptop hits the ground, the whole nine yards. and I don't know where I want to go when I disappear, but I don't want to be here. I I just don't want to be here. Hollow Man. I wish I could turn into Kevin Bacon right now. Hey, Tom Brady's about to get sacked on fourth and seven. He's just throwing the ball across his fucking body. It's pitch and catch. Malcolm Jenkins. Oh, my gosh.
2: I'm 30 seconds behind looking at cartoons of Matt Ryan. Well,
0: let's give out a game ball here. Game ball. I'm going to go J.J. Watt. 100 sacks. One of the fastest players in NFL history to get there. Um, Hall of Famer. And somebody who has been fun to watch for a lot of years nineteen sacks those kind of years were like an absurd certainty he's not really an interior player per se because he's done most of his damage as far as attaining that achievement from the left side at left end but he can rush all over um, Aaron Donald's right behind him with a chance to be in that conversation for fast ever to a hundred sacks a hundred sacks is a big deal I mean it's something Guys think about all great pass rushers, think about that number triple digits, and he's done it being pretty disruptive in the run game as well. And lately, he hasn't been the same guy, and that's okay, dude. I mean, he's older and he's had a number of operations, and he's, you know, he's missed some time. He keeps getting back up off the mat, and back stuff is hard, man. You could see it sometimes that he doesn't have the same burst. But fuck, he's still a force, and uh, to get his 100 sack late in that game, it felt like it took a couple weeks, and I'm sure it was looming large for him. Pretty cool. The only thing that sucks about it is, it was kind of a game that nobody was watching. Uh, But either way, I tip my cap to him, and uh, I hope he's got three to five to seven more years in him. If he does or if he doesn't, 100 is a hell of an accomplishment, and maybe it's not in Houston. What do you think, is he staying in Houston? I know he said something this week about wanting to win and that doesn't seem like it j- that jives well with that ball club know. right
2: now. I am not know. I remain a Deshaun Watson believer, so just, just get the right pieces in place from a front office standpoint, make it happen. You got nice, clean unis. Uh, let, yeah, let's stick it out in Houston.
0: I think he, uh, you want to hear something crazy? Let me make sure I get this, I say this cleanly into the microphone because we're going to be running this back next offseason if he if he's on the move. J.J. Watt to the Green Bay Packers. Wow. You got a game
2: ball? Josh Allen, 31 of 38 for 415, four total touchdowns. 31 of 38 is 82% for crying out loud. I don't care. Who you're playing it was a beleaguered seattle defense which had some dudes back though uh eight different receivers uh, had a rushing touchdown bills are seven and two josh allen i think it was easy to say um hmm that's questionable mm-hmm. uh when when he was drafted what seventh ish fifth ish And uh, he's really good. I think that's the bottom line. I know you liken him to a a roller coaster um, while on methamphetamines. If that's like really good and cool and fun and awesome, then yeah, you're right. Because the the Bills are good. And it's because
0: of him. They are good. They are good. Uh, But I still don't trust him because of the defense. That hasn't changed. Josh, though, love watching him play. All right, cool. That, that should do it for us. Um, my keys just fell. There's a ghost in the fucking studio. My keys just fell off the table for no reason. Dr. Melvin, on line one. We need to get Dr. Melvin back. For those of y'all still listening, uh, that, that was the, the paranormal investigator. That uh, that we talked to around Halloween. I think there might be some functionality for us to have him back within the next seven to ten days. So look out for him later in the week, maybe.
2: Maybe we could get somebody who works at Four Seasons Total Landscaping.
0: There are people I have ne Yes, there are people I have never heard of running with the football with a lot of space around them. Taysom Hill's playing quarterback. Are the Bucks the best team in Florida? Miami Dolphins. Holy shit. Yeah, Four Seasons. How about that? Between a, uh, what was it? A crematorium and and uh, and an adult video store, which I didn't know they still had those.
2: Well, they do have videos at the store, but it's really an adult bookstore, uh, first and foremost.
0: Who reads, like, what what is that? An erotic, not an an erotic novel?
2: Yeah, that's right. They do, yeah. They do have videos though too, and they have uh, like live watches, I believe. Golly day! After last, after the Nikki Glazer <laughs> interview, I said I wouldn't put down any of these roads.
0: Well, this feels like nothing compared to what Nikki was talking about on here. How afraid were you of like who was listening for twenty four hours?
2: Uh, I was fine until people started hollering, and I guess it's nice to know that people do listen to the program. People liked it, but it was also terrifying. Uh, I was I got so scared. I got a lot of uh, wife alert, wife alert. I got a lot of did Did your lovely wife, Kate, listen to that particular interview? Did your lovely um, wife, Kate, listen to that interview? I was like, A, nah. She's never listened to one of the shows. And B, eh, what? What? We didn't. It was.
0: No, we just, we, we were really listening. Yes. I, n- nobody here. I mean, I've heard of porn. I just didn't know there were still people reading books. About porn and watching videos. Like, are you watching them on a VCR? All right. Y'all take care.